right around that time, the timing just kind of worked out perfectly that they approached me, the previous owners of Jet, I mean, and uh, kind of said, you know, we're, our lease is up, um, we're kind of going to move on from this, and we have a couple people interested in buying the shop, but we wanted to reach out to you because we think that you would be the most obvious like fit for it. And we know that we, they said, they specifically said like, we know you're really young. So we almost feel like maybe we shouldn't be asking you because, you know, I don't know, but, mm-hmm. uh, well, again, because you, it's kind of their, you know, it was their name too. They didn't want to yeah. just let it fall apart or anything, but they said, you've always, you know, helped us out and stuff. Cause I had definitely learned a lot from them. They had me do a lot of managerial type of things. So I felt confident enough that I could, handle it and sure. kind of just decided to there was actually like a month of time that I had to decide and figure it out and I kind of sat down and thought about the benefits of that versus you know continuing what I'm doing now and I just kind of said I think I would be a lot happier Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bassman with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. Welcome. Courtney Howard, how are you? Good. How Good? are you? Doing very well. Good. Um, Courtney is an unknown sponsor of <laughs> Triumph Every Day podcast. Pretty much every time we, uh, we have a podcast, there's probably a couple of these cups sitting around. It, it's like 90% of our garbage is old coffee cups. Um, Courtney owns Jet Coffee down on uh, in Florence, Kentucky, right off uh, 42. 42. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so we've been getting coffee there for quite some time, and I thought it was a pretty cool story and how everything came to be for her, and we wanted to kind of share it. So here she is today. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, so Courtney, just maybe just give everyone a little rundown where where you're from, you know, where where you come from, where you uh, started, and, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Um, Well, I've always lived in Northern Kentucky my whole life. Um, I went to Walton Verona High School. Always kind of lived in like the Union area, but that's where I went to high school. And uh, went there kindergarten through graduation, so I loved it. Um, And then right after that, I enrolled in the University of Cincinnati in the design program there. And I was actually only there for um, like a couple of months. I just, I kind of had that idea that that's what I wanted to do. And then once I started doing it, I realized, I think like a lot of other people, that maybe that wasn't my, you know, so you ideal went, career choice. Were you in, in DAP then? Yeah, so it was DAP. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, that's 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 pretty tough program to get into. Yeah. yeah, it was. And I kind of, that was a lot of the conflict of whether I should go or not because I was thankful for having gotten into it I heard a lot of other student stories who this was maybe like their their third year in college and they've been trying to get into it and couldn't um so you're just that talented well I well (laughs) it's really not talent based to get into that it's more so you know they just look at everything but a lot of it has to do with your grades of course and you know the ACT and all that kind of stuff and um high school to be honest wasn't it wasn't difficult for me I, I liked school and I think a lot of that had to do with my teachers I had really really good teachers and uh, the school's smaller so I felt like it was um, I don't know it worked out for me and I just cared a lot about it because I really wanted to get into a good college yeah and I did and you know it didn't work out but what um that's the the fact that they they look a lot at your SATs and ACTs Mm -hmm. is actually pretty surprising to me um, because it seems like being um, in the arts that a lot of those standardized tests don't equate well to the way a right. lot of very artistic people think. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just because of how, um, you know, the amount of competition to get into it. So they kind of have to start narrowing it down by looking at little things like that. I'm sure a lot of stuff goes into it that they don't tell you about. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't remember ever presenting any, um, like, artwork or anything yeah. that I did. Huh. So... Yeah, I think it was more so you did, you know, the Common App and all of that. And other than that, I don't really think I did anything And was it, was it for design? Because it's, I mean, it's it's a wide spectrum. Yeah, of what so I actually went for fashion design, but I 
had always kind of wanted to be like a graphic designer. So the very the first year is kind of just like a foundations year in everyone, regardless of what your plan is to go into, what area of design you're all doing the same stuff. So then like a couple a year later, you get to kind of go into whatever particular field you're interested in. So we were just basically taking like basic art and drawing classes, um, art history and that kind of stuff. So, and uh, it, it was difficult, yeah, but that didn't have to do with why I left. You know, I'm not, it w- that wasn't a problem. It was more so just, I saw the passion that everyone else had that just like loved being there in DAP. And I just couldn't wait to go home every day. And I just think that it was, I realized it was more of like a hobby for me to then, a career path yeah no absolutely i can definitely mm-hmm. see that um what were kind of because again i feel like a lot of people who are in dab and this isn't speaking badly about people mm-hmm. who get in the program my, my mm-hmm. cousin does is very very talented mm-hmm. um and went through the dap program but i feel like a lot of those people that that is their identity mm-hmm. very much so yeah um spending like late late hours in the studio and stuff and I think a big part of it too was that I didn't live on campus mm. and that mostly had to do with money. So I, I, like I said, tried super, super hard in high school. I think I was like third in my graduating class or something. And I did that because I wanted to get money for college, mm-hmm. you know. I don't come from like a super wealthy family, just really average. Um, and I didn't get anything at all. I didn't get any scholarships or any grants or anything. Wow. So it was very upsetting, I think. Um, and because of that, I didn't end up going to live on campus just kind of to save money. And it wasn't that far of a drive. Mm-hmm. But I think with DAP, you kind of have to basically live your life there. And yeah, yeah so th- that might have been part of it. Um, but either way, I don't know if that was the right major for me to go into. Because I was considering all kinds of other things. I thought maybe I wanted to go into like the medical field at one point. Um, business, you know, uh, and then I ended up actually after I left there, getting kind of interested in real estate. It's yeah. and, and it's kind to, of all to, over the place. Well, but not really. <laughs> but to to your to your point though, like there's, you can call it a there's an art to being an entrepreneur and having mm-hmm. different interests in in different aspects, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, I think, you know, one of the things you find out pretty early and often, uh, especially owning your own business, is that you end up being a jack of all trades. You have mm-hmm. to be able to do a little bit of everything. And that sounds kind of like and it, who you it's are. It's funny that it ended up that way because I do use, you know, I design our whole menu. I design all the stuff that we do, everything. Mm-hmm. So I do get to use that. So it's cool. I mean, I'm not a master of it at all. I definitely am not a graphic designer and I'm very limited in that, but I've been able to get by. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, and so maybe, so you, you, move out of DAP and then where do you go from there? Um, I took a little bit of a break, maybe a few months, three or four months, just trying to figure it out, kind of doing some research and maybe what I wanted to do next because I didn't just want to be out of school and not do anything, you know. So I ended up enrolling in like a real estate course in order to get my real estate license. So that took me about six months and that was all online, like just kind of self-teaching through a textbook and stuff. Um, and then got my real estate license. So I was uh, 19. I had just turned 19. And Excuse me? What? <laughs> so your <laughs> yeah. so real estate license at 19. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's impressive on its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, let me, I guess just perspectively, like, I couldn't even tell you what I was thinking of doing at 19. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think already there's... It's, it's very impressive. Does that, like, come from... Like your family, is your family this way? They're very like self-driven and like I want to do something for myself. So it's kind of both. So my my grandparents, they are really like very, they're very, very important part of my life. And uh, they're very hard workers. They're, they're in like their early 60s. They, um, they've just been hard workers all their life. And now they own a, like a little apartment building. Um, but other than that, you know, they still work their full-time jobs and they just are super responsible, super good with their money and just, they've kind of instilled like hard work. You know, you work hard now and then it'll pay off later type of thing. Um, But my parents, they, they had me young and they both kind of are working jobs now that they don't like. And they're, I wouldn't say that the happiest people and I don't, you know, want that to sound negative or anything but well, i don't i want to i think all parents goal is for their child to yeah you know, 
yeah, and there's do no, better than there's them. nothing wrong with um, yeah they do what they have to do put you it know? this way the majority of the people in the country are working jobs that right want to exactly do, exactly they have, you know and I worked lots of jobs I mean I've started working when I was 14 so lots of I've for my age I've tried a lot of different things yeah yeah, yeah I think I think bringing up age real quick just when you were going through that DAP experience it's like mm-hmm. you're 18 years old to have that awareness to be like this isn't a passion of mine and yeah this is a lot of money and you probably and, had a lot of people going you're crazy you're gonna leave yeah. this well what was scary was i didn't tell anyone at all and yeah. i just unenrolled mm-hmm. myself i didn't tell my parents like no one wow. because i was so scared uh, of disappointing someone mm. um especially my dad just because he really like really really wanted me to go and do the whole four-year college thing because that's what he missed out on mm. um so I think you see that a lot with parents, you know, even yeah. even at a very young age, like, you know, oh, you know, my, my son or daughter is is a soccer player, and, you know, it's mm-hmm. really, they don't even like it, it's just, you know, they're forcing them to do this, this different thing, so yeah. good for you with, you know, making that decision and sticking by it, and that, that's awesome. It was hard, but I wanted to get out of it earlier than later, you yeah, know, why put more money and time into it yeah, if I mean, I'm the not sure. Of, you know, Obviously, we're a little older than you, but like the majority of the knock on our generations are, mm-hmm. you know, we're tied to all this college debt. You right. Know, and I mean, Jerry, but that's some, and it's it's one of those things. Like clearly, if if we weren't pursuing something we were passionate about, I don't know if either one of us would have just up and left. Right. You know, and so. if there was something, if I knew like, oh, I I want to be a doctor or a teacher or something, then I would have just stayed. Sure. It really wasn't because I, like I said, I liked school. Mm-hmm. So I expected for college to be like the best for me. Mm. Um, but I think in high school, they really, really make you think that that's the path you're supposed to take. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of realized maybe, you know, that's not for everybody. You're, you're mm. a little bit ahead of the curve. I mean, again, what you're finding now is you see a lot more people going into uh, there's a huge trade gap. Mm-hmm. There is, um, you know, for, for skilled workers, they may not necessarily need require a college degree. It's a different path. Um, and, and to your kind of story, mine was a little bit the same thing. I went through a program where I was, I was a graphic designer for five years. And, you know, leaving that role to eventually end up here um, was, was very scary, but also very hard on... Think my parents because they're like well, yeah. you're this is what you were going to do and why would you go through that mm-hmm. you know at the time I didn't know that sitting it inside of a at a desk for that long you know day in day out was was not for me mm-hmm. you know you think that's what's for you seems exciting but uh, it's not where I wanted to end up for sure right so um, so after you get a real estate license so you slinging houses at 19 or what? <laughs> so I had a really, so first it takes a while to get started up. You get your license, you kind of find like a agency. So I picked, you know, or a brokerage. I, I picked one of those and they kind of have their own training classes that you go through that take, you know, a month or two. Um, and you really don't, honestly, like the schooling that you do to get your license isn't isn't enough information for you to like go off and start selling houses now. Um, so I still had a lot of learning to do. So it took me a while to really make anything happen. It was probably six months maybe before I actually got like a client that kept working with me. I actually had a lot of people that I started out with and a, a one house that I had listed and things just kept falling through. And it was really discouraging, I think, especially for that happening like right away. Um, And I found out in real estate that that seems to happen a lot. You know, you're working with a couple of people and then you just never hear from them again. And that kept Mm. happening to me. And, you know, you don't get paid until like the job's said and done, like they're Mm. moved in. Um, So I did have one successful one. So I sold one house when I was 19. So that was cool. Um, And then I had one house that I had listed basically. they decided to stay so it was kind of it wasn't really anything that I was doing wrong but all of these outside circumstances kept yeah. causing issues and I know it's tough I've, I kind of realized that I think it's one of those jobs that you have to be like all in on mm-hmm. for a long time in order to like build up your clientele and I also learned that it's a lot about who you know yeah and so and I mention, didn't know anyone <laughs> you're you're starting out at at 19 like you're you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. going into it with thinking like not that it's going to be easy by any means but um they it was like just you different. said there's no there's no one preparing you that like oh 
the inspection may fall through. Oh, mm-hmm. they may get cold feet. Oh. Yeah, they don't tell you about all the yeah. the bad parts. Well, exactly. and you're 19, so all your friends are in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like you can. You got a bunch of 19 year old yeah. friends that are buying houses from you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I kind of thought, you know, maybe this is something I could pick back up when I'm in like my late 20s or something, and my friends actually are buying yeah. houses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I the main reason I would have stuck with it, but honestly, it was not. I just don't think it was a good fit for my personality. Um, I definitely realized that you need to be a little more outgoing than I am. And I'm not, you know, I'm not completely an introvert, but I'm, I don't have a super duper bubbly personality. And I I look at realtors as, um, over the top, over the top salesmen. And I'm not, look at this face. Yeah, (laughs) I can be, I can sell, you know, I do it now, but it, it was just, What's one of the words that they always use, like, on descriptions for, like, houses, like, realtors, like, it's, it's like, fixer-upper, you know what I mean? Like, something like that. Yeah. I feel like well, then you get in, there's, like, the floor's missing. Like, it's a fixer-upper. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. dude, there's, there's a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's something, uh, I saw, like, there was a study or, or whatnot, it was, like, nine out of ten houses, like, have this word in the description, it was, like, charming or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Charming, yeah. Like, on a quiet street or you know it's like how they how they fix mm-hmm. those listings up and yeah it's anyway. funny i think that just me being young in general wasn't i feel like people didn't take me seriously too because i yeah. looked and i think i i probably even looked younger than i actually was so that didn't help yeah that's well, mm-hmm. that's valid too yeah it's the biggest uh, purchase you might ever make and why would you trust you know a little right. girl yeah <laughs> i wouldn't maybe just wrong timing right yeah so uh you're 19 then how long do you do that for um, I think like about a year and a half. Okay. I kind of really gave it a go and tried multiple things. And I kind of told myself that that's about how long I would give it before I tried something else. And it was mostly out of the need of needing to make money, mm-hmm. you know, so I wanted to just get like a full-time job work, save up some money and then kind of figure it out from there. So that's okay. what I did. So, uh, where'd you go after you're done? trying to sell houses. I started working at a call center. Okay. Um, so and, it was... And like real quick, I think yeah. people see that like when you're in that path and again, you got friends that are going to college and mm-hmm. you know, everyone's like, what the hell is she, Courtney doing? Like she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, oh, she's going to work at a call center. But like in your mind, and again, a lot of entrepreneurs mind, you're already in your mind, you're past that call center already and people don't see that like... Exactly. That I was work. the youngest one who worked there. Yeah. So it was really just like a in-between job and I am not a techie person like I'm really not into all of that and mm-hmm. it was specifically for tech support for uh, the company Nestle oh, wow. so any like Nestle employee would call there for help with resetting their password or just whatever it was it's chocolate everywhere and it was a Nestle fine chocolate. job <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a bad job um, I actually worked third shift I worked 11 hour shifts third shift because yeah. uh, that was the slowest time of the day and I just didn't like it I liked the, the, the part about the job that I liked was the downtime yeah because there was a lot of downtime and I actually used that time I was sitting in front of a computer you know kind of alone in a little cubicle and I used that time to research what I was doing next I was trying to find yeah. something to go to school to for or yeah. I just really didn't no, so I was trying to figure it out. Well, again, it's, there's a benefit to, to not having mm-hmm. a set plan in place. You literally, they, you know, they say the world is your oyster. And yeah. It, again, hard to see when you're that young, and even hard to see when people are set in their ways. So, to be able to like, again, this is temporary. This is not a long-term plan. Mm-hmm. How am I going to get myself out of this? Yeah, right. and it was good money for my age, so I was happy. I mean, it, it allowed me to be able to. You know, not have to live with my parents yeah. or anything. So I remember coming home, um, coming home in the winter, for like winter break and working, driving forty-five minutes to go work at my uncle's pharmacy as a pharmacy tech, mm-hmm. and it was like, but it was unbelievable money for being, you know, nineteen, and like, okay, I'll, I'll definitely do this. Yeah. you know, <laughs> like it's mindless counting. Yeah, counting pills, that kind of like thing. I could so. deal with it for the time. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, um, what what do you find to do then? So I <laughs> looked at a couple of things. So I had been there for a year and maybe two months at this point, and I was actively looking for something to do in school. I started looking for like online colleges. Maybe I could 
because I really wasn't sure. I thought maybe I would just do some kind of general business degree because just to have one. You want to do you want to yeah. be doing something. I just wanted to be doing something and kind of trying to move forward and better myself. Um, and so from that, I kind of I kind of got interested in like. I kind of thought about more about like what I actually like to do versus maybe the money aspect of it, which I was originally kind of thinking. And I thought maybe I would like to do like, I don't know, be an esthetician or like kind of something in that because that's just something I enjoy. Like, mm -hmm. so I actually toured one school for that up in Ohio and was definitely like about to enroll in it. And then I was still working, by the way, this whole entire time through all of this, I was still working Your at Jet shift. Coffee. Yeah. yeah. So I worked at Jet Coffee okay. all this time. I started there um, like right at the very end of high school. Okay. So this was before I started. I went to DAP and everything. So I was still always working there part time through everything. And you're commuting to yeah. DAP and, okay, gotcha. So um, right around that time, the timing just kind of worked out perfectly that they approached me, the previous owners of Jet, I mean, and... Uh, kind of said you know we're our lease is up um we're kind of going to move on from this and we have a couple people interested in buying the shop but we wanted to reach out to you because we think that you would be the most obvious like fit for it and we know that we they said they specifically said like we know you're really young so we almost feel like maybe we shouldn't be asking you because you know I don't know, but mm -hmm. uh well, because it's kind of their you know it was their name too they didn't want to yeah. just let it fall apart or anything but they said you've always you know helped us out and stuff because I had definitely learned a lot from them they had me do a lot of managerial type of things so I felt confident enough that I could handle it and sure. kind of just decided to there was actually like a month of time that I had to decide and figure it out and I kind of sat down and thought about the benefits of that versus you know continuing what I'm doing now and I just kind of said I think I would be a lot happier than I am now because I've always liked working there and I kind of always thought you know if something came of this that'd be cool but I never really thought anything would so 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 you purchase it from the previous owners mm -hmm. right um, and was the kind of like did you always want to keep it jet coffee is it is it um, actually my plan was to like initially one of the first things I wanted to do was change the name uh -huh. and completely like rebrand it and as I got into it I realized that that needed to be put on hold because there was a lot of a lot of things I needed to do first sure. just like you know just basic like we needed to get our sales up we needed to get like a better customer base um, so I just kind of let it be in the background for a while and always kind of thought about it and then kind of a year went by <laughs> and I still hadn't done anything and it's not that I think that Jet Coffee is a bad name or anything it's just not maybe my ideal type of business and my aesthetic of things sure but when I think about it you know I didn't I didn't start this business it was I purchased it from someone else and I'm kind of improving on it and making this one better sure. and instead of doing a whole brand change and everything I kind of think of it as I could always do that in the future yeah. with something else and this is but I, I, I like the way it is I've definitely made enough changes to where I do like it now you know changing the menu around and kind of adding my own thing my own stamp on it I think that's what I wanted to do was like I just wanted it to be more like mine yeah well I mean our our story is very similar right mm -hmm. so we purchased um a gym from um, a group of people that were kind of, same kind of thing. They're like, we're ready to move on. We're we're not super passionate about this. Um, and the name was um CrossFit. And like, first thing we gotta do is change that name. You um. know? And, yeah. <laughs> and so we we did end up changing that. But again, it was the same thing where it took a really long time for us to put our our touch to differentiate from what it was to where we are going now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we were very fortunate to be able to move here into a nice building where we are now. And, um, you know, it, it definitely took some time, but you don't want to alienate the people that were there, you know, uh, yeah. that were that, that was that customer base. Because if you just change it right away. That was like, my fear. Like, I didn't want to, I know that people don't like change. So I no, didn't mm, want to just yeah. ride out of the gate. Because I had already changed the menu. I got like new employees and stuff. So yeah. I didn't want to change everything and people just, and then lose. Because they did have a pretty good customer base sure. already built up of sure. regulars. So uh, when, when did you actually purchase that from them? Um, it was the beginning of June, 2017. Okay. So it's, it's still relatively new. Yeah. As far so as for you. Right? It'll, it's about a year and a half in year now. Year and a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. It's been um, a 
ahead, sorry. I was just gonna ask what are what are some of the big things that you thought going into it versus changes that you've had to either have made or things you just completely didn't expect? Um, well, <laughs> the one of the things is I had a lot of people, my family was telling me like you're gonna have trouble with you know keeping employees and that kind of stuff and I was like oh no like I'm not worried about the employee stuff at all like they're gonna listen to me it's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah was it just you whenever you purchased the the business you're, like, is it your, or, or your you money inherit, like, uh, no I inherited it I inherited um, three employees yeah. I think and they were good girls but they it's kind of I mean it is a part-time job yeah. so people move on you know go mm -hmm. to school or whatever and so I had to start hiring my new people um, and I had I've had a lot of like great employees and none of them have been just like, you know, awful people or anything, but I did realize that me being young is a disadvantage in some ways because the people I'm hiring are often about the same age or just slightly younger than me or maybe sometimes slightly older. And I feel like I have to try, to, I, it's hard for me to kind of go into that boss role with people that are the same age and mm -hmm. I also had never had any experience being a manager anywhere I was always just you know a sales associate or at the lowest rank so yeah. you're, you're thrust it was kind of a big wake-up call like doing the scheduling and just managing multiple people was new for me so it was something I definitely had to get used to it's a different skill for sure yeah mm -hmm. you're, you're thrust into a position where um, you're now the one in charge and yeah. the only one in charge and um, it makes things really, really difficult as far as like making those tough decisions and yeah. uh, trying to appease people, trying to be the friend, but also the hammer, mm -hmm. you know. And what's really hard is that I'm the least, like, I, I can't do conflict. I... <laughs> Most people don't. Mark and I don't do confrontation very well. Yeah, and it's, I'm not a confrontational person. Yeah, and it's, I don't think most people are, mm -hmm. you know, and those people who are are usually pretty abrasive and mm -hmm. don't do well in other positions that they may be put into, you know. I'm also horrible at making decisions, so yeah. that doesn't help either. So when you uh, when you inherited that the when you bought the business, mm -hmm. uh, I think that was one of the questions Mark asked. Did you was that like your your money out of pocket? You purchased that from them? Um, take out a loan? Did so you... I was planning to just go take out a business loan, mm -hmm. and I kind of I wanted I, I kind of mentioned my grandparents earlier how they're mm -hmm. good with money and everything. So I went and talked to them for advice just because I I think they've probably gotten loans before and stuff. I wanted to know like what should I go Look into for. it yeah. with and what am, what should I even expect um, and they were actually like really really generous enough to kind of offer me a loan like via them yeah, and it was because they thought that I they thought it would be hard for me to get one you know I didn't have any I didn't own anything right. so you don't, hard to have credit and yeah. right right just being that young uh, so I was very very fortunate that they were able to do that so it was kind of more so me just paying them versus That's paying fantastic. the bank it's a, it's a yeah. no interest loan exactly yeah. and I, I did like kind of kind of like a little presentation for them because I wanted them to know that I was it was serious and it wasn't just something I was gonna start and quit immediately like it was something I thought that I could handle and I think it's a, it's a mm -hmm. great yeah. great jumping off point for you to where you know you're not it's not a 2,000 square foot coffee yeah. shop um, you know you you can manage things a lot smaller when your overheads lower and right. you've got this little spot um, what are I'll personally one of the reasons I love going to where you're at is I can literally drive up and drive away right you know I think that was <laughs> it's called jet coffee for a reason mm -hmm. right um, I, I saw it was kind of like a, a meme the other day and it was like but and there's there's some validity to it I drink black coffee Mm -hmm. It should be a express an express line for black coffee, mm -hmm. and it's basically what I feel like I'm getting, and yeah. I love it. I love the fact that I can drive up. See, here you go. See mm -hmm. you later. And it's so nice to be able to have that. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the benefits and drawbacks of maybe a traditional coffee shop uh, versus? And, and yeah. I guess for you guys who, who, if you're listening and you don't know where she's at, what we're talking about. Uh, for our millions and millions of listeners, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it's basically a, a two sided building where you drive up to a window serve you coffee and then you you drive away mm -hmm. um so it's not a go in spend three hours on your laptop um taking up space mm -hmm. uh it's, it's definitely yeah. a little bit different business model so i think when people think of you know going to get coffee or going to a coffee shop it's more so is like that sit down sit and talk and sip with your friends but it mine is definitely a on the go yeah. type of deal and it's just I think different customers you know I definitely get a lot of people who 
on their way to work. I think that's really my biggest customer base comes from people on their way to work in the morning because it's just something quick you can grab, people on their way home from work, on their lunch breaks. Um, but I, I have a pretty wide customer base between you know young people versus people who are older. So I think we are reaching out to all types of different people, even if they are someone who likes to sit down and sip on their coffee, we're a great option for when they just don't have time to do that. Sure. Yeah, so I would love to have a sit down place maybe in the future, but I think that what we're doing is, it, it makes us different, so. Yeah. yeah, and if you have a sit down place, you probably wouldn't be calling it Jet Coffee. Right, it would be just, a, it's just a totally different business model. Yeah. So I don't know if it would work for this spot, but maybe something I could think about in the future because I myself like going to places like that and I would if that was if that was the case I would probably want to have both I still like offering like the drive-through option for people who are because it's yeah. what I know yeah mm -hmm. um, would you ever think about opening another drive-through location like I mean um, yeah I mean I feel like that's kind of always the goal with places is to expand physically yeah. mm -hmm. and I just what what I really want to do first is just be completely happy with what I currently have and make sure that it can run without me sometimes because I still very much am very involved and um, the employees there they kind of you know they're kind of the face that the customer sees and they do the serving but there's a lot of stuff in the background that I'm still trying to work on and improve so I want to get it just to a spot where I feel really confident in it before I start you know replicating it absolutely Absolutely. I feel like a lot of, smart. I think a yeah. lot of customers and people don't understand that because they just say, you know, open one here, open one here, as if it's so mm -hmm. easy. Right. And yeah. there's a lot, it's just not a smart decision yeah. at this point. Well, and the, think, yeah, sorry, the, say, the equipment uh, alone would be ridiculous. It's very expensive. Yeah, Coffee ridiculous. equipment yeah. is actually like surprisingly expensive. expensive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a friend that was very much, and I'm pretty sure he's still very into coffee and um, we some preliminary talks about you know doing some coffee on location here and it's just like you know it's like we're you're ten thousand dollars in before you know it mm -hmm. uh, just on uh, a coffee counter right you and know then, and then you're doing the math like all right how many cups of coffee will we have to exactly you know yeah. and then what are the margins on the you know so it's yeah it's not simple mm -hmm. yeah that's it's interesting Absolutely. yeah we always thought it would be it would go well with with something like we do here and it's it's uh but at the same time, it's, you know, like, like you said, it's just such an expensive endeavor mm -hmm. and to only have this small of clientele, you know, it's like, okay, right. that's it's kind of something you more have to be like all in on. And I've had a couple other people kind of bring that up, either wanting us to kind of be in their business mm -hmm. or just looking for advice. Like they'll mm -hmm. message me asking for advice, uh, something they're, they've been thinking about, they want to add it to their store, add it to their gym or whatever. And I kind of tell them. I just tell them the truth about you know what kind of stuff I have there you know because I yeah I'm physically small but we have everything that like a normal coffee shop would have we have all that equipment it's just stuffed into a smaller space right. and I kind of start going through you know this is about this much this costs about this and um, we're a higher volume shop I mean not all throughout the day but we do I think we do more than like some people would expect yeah. just because we get like that morning rush and stuff well, even though we're such a small building like we do yeah you're not yeah. you're not looking at uh you drive up to a, a starbucks for example and the, and the parking lot's filled because their their lobby's filled you yeah. don't have a you don't have like a place to sit down so mm -hmm. you don't really see that business mm -hmm. coming through there all the time mm -hmm. you know but i've driven up and there's been three or four cars just in line you yeah. know waiting to get get coffee so that's always a good good problem to have yeah, definitely. Um, but that, and you know, we're obviously not Starbucks or anything. Right. You know, we're not. It could be a lot better than it is currently, but it's different than you know, if you guys in like a gym or something wanted to set it up, you have to think about the cost of everything versus sure. how much you're actually going to sell. And if that's the case, I would say maybe just stick to like regular old coffee, yeah. you know, black mm -hmm. coffee and stuff, because what really gets expensive is the fancy stuff, you know, yeah. your espresso machine and yeah. your espresso grinder and all that stuff. So if you just kind of stick to the basics, it's probably something that could be done. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, uh, speaking of, you know, having this, this different style of business, um, for me, whenever I have a decent amount of restrictions, that sometimes actually makes me work better than if someone just says, hey, have at this project, do whatever you want. 
So having this really small location, this really finite area to work with, mm-hmm. has that made things harder or maybe a little more uh, made you think differently? Honestly, kind of both. Yeah. Um, it's hard in the way that I can't actually fit anything in there. Like it's very stressful You're, trying it's to. It's like a up. tiny house. It is. I mean, <laughs> it's very small, and I think I worry about that sometimes. I don't think we're there yet, but at some point we're gonna outgrow that space oh, yeah. if it continues, you know. And we just need. I only have room for one coffee brewer, you know. I've got two blenders. I have room for one espresso maker and um, or espresso machine, and just the littlest thing like is an issue because it it takes up counter space that I I don't have available. And I also have to store everything at my house. So I kind of go in, check what we need, and I bring it from there. But if I could just have like a stock room, it would make my life so much easier. <laughs> and just little things like that is what is what makes it hard. But it's great in the fact that it's not that much to take care of. And, um, you know, it's the overhead cost. So I feel are, like your overhead has to be a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, which is which is nice as far as starting a new business. Definitely, not, definitely. Yeah, our rent a, is not bad. And it could be it kind of makes me think you know how much would i really have to sell if like my rent was a lot because it just kind of puts things into perspective you know how much everything really costs Mm -hmm. that's and that's one of the things i think is really cool about what you know being young and and not having a lot of experience you know we were again thrust into a role that we we had we had no knowledge about you know Mm -hmm. we have grown a lot over the last five years as far as business owners same token we have a really 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 far way to go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and there's just stuff you don't know that you don't know. So it's nice, and honestly, in a way, to where you're you have this kind of low overhead, small location, and then you go, oh, okay, now I can build from here mm-hmm. instead of going, oh crap, I'm in a 2,000 square foot storefront. How am I going to cover my costs? Right. Yeah. This is a great learning experience for so anything I want to ever do after this. You know, I can take everything that I learned from here and apply it and it'll definitely help and hopefully I can just keep going with this and grow it and grow it but I do think you know I kind of think about if you know it doesn't work out what will I do next and that is scary I think for all entrepreneurs probably Mm -hmm. but I just kind of have to remember that I'm learning so much just from doing this so you know, it's not a college degree, but it's a lot of experience that I can apply. Just, you know, just, just got an MBA, you know. Exactly, like, yeah. I, that's relatives. how I try to think of it, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you learned so much, like you we mentioned before we went on, like about just like taxes and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into a small business, like you said, that a lot of people don't see. And mm-hmm. so much of it is self-education. You even said, you mentioned with the real estate license, you're like, yeah, I got the license, but that's when it kind of started and that's mm-hmm. for our profession with like training people whenever we got our cert- certification like that's when it started mm-hmm. and then we have to self-educate and I think that's anyone in any role in life whether it was even that Nestle um, mm-hmm. role you had like oh, how do I learn you know more about what I need to do or, or what's next and I think it's just people either have a knack for self-education and looking to get better or they don't some people yeah. just get they'd like lose that at some point in their life where it's just like ah this is what I, where I'm at. Fine, you know, yeah. complacent. <laughs> and you definitely strike me as someone that's not going to be complacent. So I have no doubt. Like, whatever you're you're after, you can you can get to. Yeah, I know? mean, I think everyone's goal is to, you know, work less, make mm-hmm. more type mm-hmm. of thing. So I'm kind of looking towards like an end goal. So I just want to keep going until I get to where I'm like satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and you think it could be coffee, but it could be. It could be, and that's one of the things I think a lot of people don't know is people ask me all the time, oh, like, did you get into this because you just love coffee? Do you, like, drink your coffee all day? And I do love coffee, but it's not, that's not why I got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's part of the reason it's versus, at least I know something about that versus, like, opening a gym, which not, I know nothing you're not about. Not <laughs> snow shovels for a living. You know, it's exactly, like, is, exactly. You had some interest in it, but it's not. Yeah, but kind of my whole, like, my childhood and stuff, like, thinking back, I was always kind of, like, a little entrepreneur. Like, I was coming, I was trying to come up with, like, this product when I was younger um, with my grandfather, I remember. Mm-hmm. And then I would do, like, little lemonade stands at the end of the driveway all the time just yeah. little things like that thinking back it's funny now just to see mm-hmm. what ended up happening because maybe that's just kind of always what I've I've had and I always thought like it would be cool to own like a cafe 
Like, I kind of just always had that thought, never thought that it was something I would do, especially not this young. But just when the opportunity came, I was like, when will I ever have this opportunity again where I know enough going into it that I feel confident enough that I could, like, handle it? to be honest with you, at relatively low risk. Right, it is. Going into it uh, at your age where it's not like, I've got three kids to support, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go open a coffee shop. That's what I thought. Like, (laughs) if, if there's any good time to do it, it's now. You know, I'm not married. I'm not, like... It's just, yeah, no kids. I'm not even in, I'm not in school. So I kind of thought like, this is kind of my, the money that I would have put towards school, I'm putting towards this, which can appreciate and grow over yeah, time. 100%. And, and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, when, when you are, we're looking, you're going to look back on this in 10 years and everyone's going to go, oh, you're so lucky. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, those are the same people going, you're crazy. How, why are you not getting a college degree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be a little bit crazy to yeah, be an 100%. entrepreneur. I feel like you really do. And I, I'm a little crazy sometimes. Like I, um, I definitely get really stressed out too. Um, and I don't know. I think that we all kind of share some of the same qualities. You have to be a risk taker. and Yeah. It's the, the stress that involved with this and is is very 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 high Mm -hmm. um and you have to have outlets i mean that was very apparent for myself you know uh the anxiety and stresses that go along with it just they they start to surmount and um if you don't know how to deal with it or you don't know that it's there it can Mm -hmm. definitely rear an ugly head Mm -hmm. and that that personally happened for me um and you know really finding ways to where I need to take myself out of certain situations in order for me to be able to deal with the stress. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, I mean, there's. I'm sure you can attest to this. I know Mark attests to this. Like, there's sleepless nights. There's, Very you know, many. like, there's times where I'm so tired, but I don't want to go to bed because I feel like I have so much more to do. Mm-hmm. Um, even today, like, we got a lot done, quote unquote, but at the same time, I'm not going to get a lot done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so there's, mm-hmm. there's, uh, to your point of, getting it to a point to where you're not the one making all the decisions is going to be, that's our personal next goal. Yeah. That's my personal goal as well. Um, trying to kind of get a manager or something going so that I can, that can do kind of the little odd and things that I have to worry about every day in addition to all the other stuff on top of it. And I feel like people don't realize, even though I'm not actually at the coffee shop working there every single day I'm usually there you know a, a few days a week that I'm still working like I'm not off <laughs> I'm at home it's really working tough because because it's your baby yeah. and you want to be the face of it and you're relying on people mm-hmm. to do to do that for yeah. you you know and if someone's not doing their role or they're putting a bad face on your company mm-hmm. that's that's a it feels like a person yeah attack, it's scary you know yeah, it's scary to um, let someone else Step in. And I, I won't make you answer this. I'll answer it for you. Uh, <laughs> the hardest part is dealing with, not dealing with employees, but being a good leader for employees. Yeah. To show, to lead by example, to show that, hey, even though I'm not here physically, like I'm working my butt off to make this place a better place, mm-hmm. you know? And it's really tough because um, unfortunately you do get employees that will... Um, either take advantage of you or mm-hmm. steal, and I'm, I'm not I mean physically steal, but steal time, steal. You know, if, if yeah, employees do yeah. not feel that they're being um, properly compensated, they will steal. And again, whether that's product, whether that's time, whether that's yeah. you know the the kind of energy you're putting out into mm-hmm. your your business. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it's really really hard to find people that will. Um, back you wholeheartedly mm-hmm. you know and then when you find a good one you gotta like hold on to them you gotta too. hold on you to them what you and, can. You, and you want to but that's the cool thing is when you when you do find those people you can then put them in those managerial roles mm-hmm. and say hey I want you to be a part of this let's grow this together yeah mm-hmm. and we are still I consider us still like a startup so that's what I want you know I want my employees to kind of be in it with me and there's so few of us that we are kind of you know, it's it's cool, and we're all like young girls, yeah. which I think is awesome. So yeah. we're kind of running the whole thing, and yeah. you know, not that I only hire girls. Just want to put that out there, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> just happens let's, to be. <laughs> let's, let's face it. I mean, it's it's one. It's not a. Um, unfortunately, you, you know, getting to like gender roles, but it's not like a manly position. Yeah, I you just know, don't have that don't many guys it apply. Yeah, <laughs> it's I don't just know what it is. yeah, it's it's a little coffee shop, and yeah, I'd be chugging coffee. I would not be. Yeah. 
I'd not be in good shape if I was there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I'm there, I don't really want it. People are always like, I bet you just stand in here and drink all day, and it's just so up in my face all the time. <laughs> I, but, it's kind of funny because that's what people think about us, like going to the gym, like, oh, but you guys just work out all day. It's like, like we're no. lucky, you know. Like, <laughs> I, we, I literally had someone in here yesterday. Uh, they were picking up one of our bikes, and um, she was a very avid exerciser, and mm-hmm. they have a home gym, and uh, that's one of the things I told her is that if you ever want to be inconsistent with your exercise, open a gym. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. yeah, I drink where... much less coffee now than I used to. <laughs> it's funny, you know. I've worked at a restaurant in college, and it comes it comes a point where I'm like, I can't eat here anymore. <laughs> You kind of mm-hmm. get sick of the same. I always want it when I'm at home, though. But like right. when I'm just there and doing it, I'm just not in the mood. But then I'll get home and I'm like, man, I wish I had something from my store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm lucky to be able to go and do that. Like I haven't been to Starbucks in like over a year. That's great. cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think uh, it's a lot of good stuff. You know, maybe just uh, share maybe one goal or something for 2019. I know you kind of maybe beat mm-hmm. around some some of those, but what's What's kind of next? Um, what I'm trying to work on now is doing some cosmetic changes, mostly with like our menu and kind of the stuff on our windows and stuff, just trying to make it look nicer. The menu that we have right now, I created right before I bought it. So it was kind of a little bit in a rush and I didn't have a ton of time to sit down and really think about it and play with it and play with the design. Um, and I also made it myself so I could you know, consider reaching out to a graphic designer or something because I just want to improve on it and improve on the display on our windows and stuff to kind of draw more people in. I work for in. coffee. Do yeah. you need help? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Um, so I'm trying, and I also kind of want to change some of the things that we have and you know now that I've been doing it I know the drinks that are popular and the drinks I can probably take off and I just want to kind of update it and I also am trying to think about you know how can we get people through there faster because we're supposed to be you know on the go so we're supposed to be fast so I'm always thinking of little things that we can change to to make that happen and I think part of that is going to be making um a different menu that's visually is it it like a simple like simpler I would like to simplify it I definitely want to simplify it that way people look at it and you kind of I just have a lot of options right now Mm -hmm. and I still want to offer those but maybe you know people can order off menu if they Mm -hmm. want but it doesn't necessarily have to be cluttering up this whole thing because we're being small we really don't have that much space so we kind of have to work with what we have and if if I can downsize some things one thing off your counter oh wow yeah exactly I I just don't have the space for some of the stuff that we currently have two things um whose idea was jet fuel um that was not mine no that was not there is that your favorite no Chris gets it all the time that's like that's I already have enough trouble sleeping so most of the coffee I drink, but that that is intense. What's funny is like that's the number one drink I'm trying to get rid of. Yeah, and we can still make it. Like it's basically you just get like six shots. So yeah. just ask for six shots and whatever you want. And that's that's fine. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing until mm-hmm. Chris told me. I mean, I took a sip so of it much. and it was really good, mm-hmm. but it was like, like. I couldn't function. No, after having and that. a lot of people get it. It's it's one of the more popular drinks, but it kind of goes back to us trying to be fast. That drink mm. takes us a while mm, to make. Yeah. It takes us longer than everything else. But um, and then two, um, this may be a, a little bit of a future question, but I mean, I think I don't know if you have online ordering like that mm. could be where because I think one one hard thing is you get someone who goes in and they get four drinks. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're making four drinks, there's one person there. It's almost exactly. like if you can go in, hey, order half hour ahead of time, come pick exactly. it up. Exactly. That's definitely something I've thought about and want to eventually have in place. The issue with it at the moment is, you, as you know, we usually only have one person working mm-hmm. at a time. So just trying to work on, get that communication, somehow set that up to where they know, oh, there's an online order in and they can start working on it. So it's just kind of like the logistics of it, trying sure. to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And at some point, hopefully we can have more than one person and it's really just the physical space. And You're kind of just bumping into they each like other. each other. They're not like at each other's throats. Right, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I asked you the one day, I was like, how do you guys go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, we don't have a bathroom because we can't we can't fit one, so we just have, you know, there are surrounding businesses and we just have kind just of an agreement, agreement. Yeah, with one of that's those. That's nice yeah. because that's that's one we're like, hey, here's a free cup of coffee. You know, they I... come over and get our coffee and there we do go. what we got to do. That's very nice because <laughs> uh, that's that's obviously one we were like. Man. A lot of people ask that. Someone just asked that today. Yeah. Yeah, 
because that would be my biggest thing. Every mm-hmm. time I drink coffee, I'm like, I gotta pee. It's not super pleasant to have to walk outside to have to go to the bathroom. You know, it's like <laughs> snowing or raining or whatever. Small business problems. No big deal. <laughs> right, small business problems. Well, cool. Um, we always like to, to kind of finish things out. It's just a very basic question. Um, but they've always been different answers and uh, you're, again, being on the entrepreneurship side of things, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. It's just a very simple question of uh, what is your definition of success? Really just being happy. Mm -hmm. That's my end goal is just to be happy in whatever I'm doing. It's, yeah, making money is important, but I just want to be like stable and and I feel like that's maybe comes down to like again with my parents and my childhood was it, it wasn't like you know the worst or anything and I was I was a fairly happy kid but it was unstable and I just crave that in my adult life I think so I just want to get to a place where I'm happy and um you know just stable yeah, yeah exactly and I I don't want to have to I'm just such a worrier at all mm-hmm. times. I just want to get to a place where I cannot worry so much. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Um, where? Where do people find you? So where? So if you guys are familiar with the area, um, it is. What? What's all in that parking lot? So what, do you, what do you tell people? I guess. So it's right on Forty Two in Florence, near Mall Road, but it's right. It's not on Mall Road. It's near it, um, but it's right in front of Little Caesars. There's a edible arrangements there. And a big yellow car X. It's right, right next to that. Yeah. And it's just a little drive-through right in the parking lot. Um, and uh, you guys are on Instagram now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a new Instagram. Yeah. It's uh, Jet Coffee Florence, and then we've been on Facebook for a little while. So if you just search, I think it's Jet Coffee Drive-through is what we're on Facebook. And then um, I have a website. It's not. It's kind of you know just something basic that I made. Um, and uh, so we've got what's some. A, what's the website? I think it's jetcoffeeflorence.com. Right. It kind of just, you know, it's a quick overview of our, you can see our menu, our hours, our links and stuff there if you're, you're yeah, interested. We got some cards in the uh, Yep, in we, the got, lobby. we got cards Downstairs. in the lobby for you guys if, uh, again, if you're listening and, and haven't tried it out yet. Yeah. Again, it's one of our favorite places to go because we are usually short on time going somewhere. Mm-hmm. So And you're right down the road. Right down the road. Mm-hmm. Down the road. And we drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. I need to get you guys a new menu. I saw the menu down there that you have because um, our hours changed. Oh. So we're open 6 to 6 now. There you go. Oh, open 6 a.m. <laughs> All the people, the 5.30 a.m. class, boom, get your coffee. You can hop right <laughs> on the highway. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, actually. Uh, well, thank you again so much yeah, for coming on and telling your story. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, check Courtney out over at Jet Coffee right off 42. And uh, thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. You can find us at triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. Thanks again.